What is this that I feel down inside? Hey, hey, so we're going to look at Matthew chapter 8, verses 14 and 15. Um, the song is in my head, old song. I used to sing back in the day. What is this that I feel deep down inside? What is this that keeps setting my soul on fire? Lord, have mercy. Whatever it is, it won't let me hold my peace. It makes me love my enemies. It makes me love my friends won't let me be ashamed to tell the world that I, my God, have been born again. What is this? Mm -mm -mm. We're going to talk about something in the way you make me feel. Matthew chapter 8, verses 14 and 15. And when Jesus was coming to Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid in sick of a fever and he touched her hand and the fever left her and she arose and ministered unto them. Uh, God, we thank you for this word you've given us on this evening. We pray that you will bless it, uh, that it will plant seeds and that it will continue to uh, penetrate the hearts and the minds of your people, the saved, the unsaved, the kept, the unkept. God, penetrate our hearts. Let your spirit flow and speak, even right now, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Uh, in 1989, the great songstress, Stephanie Mills, she recorded and released a song which I tend to favor, entitled, Something in the Way You Make Me Feel. Uh, this composition in five minutes and 28 seconds or the nine minute and 23 second extended version uh, we considered now to be old school uh, good cleaning house music uh, something in the way you make me feel we all some of us know that some of us know that one and and I quote the lyrics it starts off uh, I've been up and I've been down until you help me put my feet on solid ground. I've been rich and I've been poor till you show me there's so much more than the rat race and the fast pace could ever offer me. But when I look back, baby, oh, you've always been there for me. Uh, something in the way you make me feel. I want to talk about it. Get up and walk and shout and and it seems like stephanie was real happy about this man she she said somewhere around the middle part you've got the right touch and i don't know what came over me the lyrics emphasize the fact that that one of these two things are going on it's 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 a brand new feeling she's never felt before or it was a feeling that she hadn't felt in a long time so remember this, remember this. Remember when you were first saved. Remember when the Lord gave you his spirit. And, and, and hear me clear now, this, I mean the day you received the Holy Ghost and your actions and your words and the, the places you frequented reflected the image of Christ. Uh, you felt something new. You were energetic. You were ready to serve in any capacity because hey, the Lord saved you. 
something brand new ignited within you. And we know the devil don't like nothing like that. Uh, this, 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 this is why we pray for new souls when they are converted to be protected against the wiles of Satan because he's mad when he loses. Is ours. Uh, the devil uses fear to shut down our excitement. The devil uses fear to shut down our excitement. We have these uptight churches that don't shout. We have deacons and members looking at you crazy because the bulletin didn't say to holler or shout here. Oh, but when I think, I thank. Uh, listen, the Bible said to enter into his gates with thanksgiving. If your thanksgiving is a holler or a dance and you are not out of order, hear me now. Now what is out of order is when your quote unquote praise is strictly emotional. Ah, speak Holy Ghost for the sake of attention. And let me tell you something right here and right now. God knows the difference. And then the, the saints with the real Holy Ghost can tell the difference too. Let me tell you something. Tears alone is not your salvation. Turning from sin is your salvation. Accepting the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection is your salvation. So much foolery is in the church house. It's unreal, even in a pandemic. And ain't no God in that. When, when, when God is in you, listen to me, when he's in you, uh, when he's invited in, you feel the difference when you walk in the door. Let me tell you something. The body of Christ is being called back to God because God is losing the body of Christ. And God is not going to have it. The Holy Spirit lives within us. When you are saved, when you have the Holy Ghost, it should convict your flesh. Uh, when you have the real Holy Ghost, your flesh should be convicted and contrary to a lot of belief the flesh goes beyond our midnight desires there's more to that to not have order in the house of God is flesh to have confusion is flesh to be selfish is flesh uh the Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 14, that good thing which was committed unto thee kept by the Holy Ghost which dwelleth within us. Listen, that good thing is the house of God. Uh, that good thing is the auxiliaries and all of its members which are us that are committed to God. Uh, because we are committed to God, because we are as an organism of Christ, the Holy Ghost dwells and swells within us. Because of that, listen to me, the devil has no room to move around. If he goes to the right, he can't move because the Holy Ghost is there. If he goes to the left, he still can't move because the Holy Ghost is there. 
in this season. I tell you, it's, it's, it's important to really focus and talk about the importance of the Holy Spirit. And I do believe that the church is being called out to stand up. Uh, the songwriter says, have you got good religion? And the folk responds, certainly, Lord. But watch this for the sake of topic emphasis and spiritual awareness of Christ. I'll pose this question here. Have you got good relationship? Uh, let's be clear now. You can do the wrong things religiously. Help us, Holy Ghost. So the question is, do you have good relationship? Or well, as the grammar of the song, have you got good relationship? After you went to the water and you got baptized and you came back, did you stick with him? Uh, David said in Psalms, I'm stuck with him because I dwell with him. Um, Paul said in Galatians, I'm crucified with Christ. No longer me, but he that lives within me. And it makes me feel something good. Uh, just stay with me. Something in the way you make me feel. In the secular world, we hear it all the time. You got the Midas touch. I miss your touch. In the, in, in the spiritual world, we hear shackled by and heavy burden, but the hand of Jesus touched me, and now I am not the same. We need his touch. Oh. One thing about human nature looking at science and psychology the the normal human male or female has needs uh, and let me see when we define a need it is uh, as something necessary for an organism to live a healthy life hear me a need is defined as something necessary for an organism to live a healthy life Life. Let me turn the corner right here, saints. We look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Uh, your basic needs, your food, your water, warmth, and rest and psychological needs, friends, intimate relationships, self-esteem needs, and self-fulfillment needs that involve creativity in achieving one's full potential. Stick a pen here. Children to young adults, wherever you may be, you can do it without the street. You can always pray and seek guidance on relationships and things even now. And I'll tag this here for our grown folks and our older saints. You can do it without the street. And when I say the street, I mean any way that's wayward. Speak Holy Ghost. I tell you what, it's never too early and it's never too late to start asking God to connect you with the right people to live a godly life. Uh, everything that glitters, showing gold, and everybody that's smiling in your face. You know the rest. Everything we need, all of us, is in God. Uh, so we come back to the scripture. Something in a way you make me feel. We come back to the scripture. Jesus is handling business. He's on his journey. He's taking care of his people. And he's taking care of those that are connected to him. 
uh, he's on a crusade, if you will. He's he's self-declaring the realness of his being. He is proving himself to be mighty, as he said, through the power of God. And I'll stick this here. You can't be mighty without the will and anointing of God. Um <laughs> uh, Jesus is declaring the justification of his juxtaposition, God and he together, the devil as his adversary, and his wiles that flee just as the sight of Jesus. He flees. We are, we are presented with a story of healing. Uh, the mother-in-law of Peter laid with a fever that held her, had her bound. Now, now, it isn't clear to us how long this fever had her, but we know that she wasn't able to do simple tasks as take care of the house. Uh, we don't know what kind of ailment it was, as a physician would know, but the kindness and favor is extended to her to help the need. When Jesus stops by your house, a change is about to come. Let's rewind. Jesus is handling business. He's on his journey taking care of his people and those people that are connected to those people that are connected to Jesus. If you didn't get that, hit the rewind 10 seconds and listen to that again. When Jesus stops by your house, a change is bound to come. It's good to be connected to the saints. I'll leave that alone. Simon Peter's mother-in-law was healed right from the touch. And the scripture says that she immediately rose up and began serving him and ministered to the people that was with Jesus. And my sanctified mind tells me <sighs> that in her ministering, there was a hint of adoration. There was a hint of praise. There was a hint of encouragement that encouraged her witness that yes, God is real. For I can feel him. He has made me well. I can hear mother asking the Lord now, what shall I render for all of your mercy? Our fevers. And I'm not talking about something that can be taken out with Dayquil or Nyquil. But I'm talking about the fevers of alcoholism, of drugs, of jealousy, of hatred, depression, of the uh, fevers of pride, the fevers of sexual sin, of cussing everyone out, selfishness, all of these things that can have us bound to the point to where if we don't get ahead of it, it can take over ourselves and take over our homes. But I believe there's a witness out there that knows that Jesus absolutely will. Uh, he will stop by and he will heal in such a way you can't help but be a witness and serve him immediately once it happens. And, and you tell the world that there is something in the way that the Lord makes me feel. And for that reason, I can't hold my peace. Three things and then I'll let you go. Three things and then we done. We out of here. And it don't take the Lord long. That's number one. One thing that the Lord did, as I stated earlier, is he takes care of his people. Not only the his people, but the families of his people. And you see what happens here, right? Peter brought Jesus to her. 
So I pose this question. Are you witnessing in your family or have you given up on those who just won't get it? Uh, Baby, listen to me. You take the name of Jesus everywhere you go. Uh, One can be saved anywhere. That was two. Finally, my brother and my sister, serve him and praise him because not only were you healed, but Jesus healed them. And we can't act any kind of way because favor is extended to us. Uh, Revelation says that hell is expanding every day. And I dare not be a future resident of the lake of fire. We can't be foolish out here. Let the Lord heal those fevers. Bring people to Christ so they can be converted to serve and witness effectively. Something in the way you make me feel. And I dare not hold my peace.